17. We are heirs of God. 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 And joint heirs with Jesus. 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 This is Air Church. With Pastor Dave Thomas of the Air Church, 159 Clark Road, just north of the Trout River Bridge. Join us at our new Northside campus every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Our website is theairchurch.org. That's the H-E-I-R church.org. And now, with today's message, here's Pastor Dave Thomas. It's connected to God, his, his identity, and God is love. And God is love. All right, so we're, we're having to bring our thought life and our confession, our words in line with the God who is a God of love, that he is love. Amen. Uh, remember, we, we were, people would tell you, so, well, hey, don't say that. That's a negative confession. You remember when you were learning about confession? Well, it, it would be like something's going to fail, it's not going to work, it's going to die, it's not going to live, and it, it, that's not supposed to come out of your mouth, a negative confession. But a negative thought is just as dangerous. See, in other words, if you're around me and you have negative confessions, you're going to affect you and the environment. But if you keep it to yourself, you still have it. It's alive in you, and it's going to do something inside of you. You say, well, why are you, why are you looking like that? Why are your face like that? What are you thinking about? Well, you ever had that conversation with someone and you say, honestly, what, what are you thinking about? Well, why did you ask me that? Because of the way you were looking. Your face and your body is responding to what you are thinking and meditating about. Over in Joshua 1 8, write that down. Joshua 1 8, it said, uh, meditate on the word day and night that I may observe to do all that is written therein, then shall thou make thy way prosperous, then shall thou have good success, right? That's in the Old Testament, Joshua 1 8. What it is saying is your thought life, amen, is a determinant of your success. Now, this doesn't mean like the job you get or the car you drive or the house you live in. It's your health, your peace of mind. That's first. What good is it you to have stuff and you, you worried and have no peace of mind? No, victory starts with us. Amen. And so, in any case, in 1 Corinthians, I'm going to go down. Um, to uh, verse 5, it says, It does not behave itself unseemly. It seeketh not her own. It is not, e- not easily provoked. It thinks no evil. Now, this is saying uh, the love of God will be imitators of God as dear children. It thinks no evil. You think people think evil? Yes, they do. Well, what people think evil? Evil people. There are some good people that think evil too. See, you, as you grow in the Lord, you'll begin to realize you've got, you, we have to filter out thoughts that do not line up with our goals and with our identity. And this is why it's crucial to, to set goals, people goals, peace of mind goals. Amen. Your goals should be material and spiritual and relational. They should be spiritual. Physical and relational. You know, why is it that you don't get along with people? Because you don't think right toward people and they can feel it when they're around you. Not only that, it is working in you. The uh, scientists have determined 
through Proverbs, uh, who Solomon wrote Proverbs, that uh, uh, certain thoughts are the rottenness of the bone. Well, what is the rottenness of the bone? It's cancer. It's osteoporosis. They're saying that your a thought life. See, people who th- think a certain way and think certain thoughts do it consistently. They do. See, if you evil, you're not part. You're not like uh, coincidentally evil. You know when you know. Hey, I was just evil the other day. I had evil thoughts. I ain't had no evil thoughts in like about five years. That's a lie. No. If you evil, you, you, that's your pattern. And the people who know you know that. Okay, but that can change. That's supposed to change. Well, what happens if I, I get saved with a change? No, you can get saved and still be an evil thinker. That's why God has to put in the word. These are instructions in righteousness. You say, well, well how is it an instruction in righteousness? Because this is written to save people. This is written, but isn't this just written to everybody? No. Why? Because everybody doesn't have the love of God and they're not saved. They can be, but when they get saved, there's a, there's a regimen of preparation in their life for victory that they must get on. And like you hear, hearing me and, and hearing, looking at the scripture, you're saying, well, uh, uh, the charity of the love of God thinketh no evil. No, it doesn't. And so, well, I'm saved. I've thought, thought some evil. Yeah, that was you. That was your flesh. That wasn't God. That wasn't the spirit of God. That was your carnal thinking that you brought into the kingdom of God and you haven't renewed your mind to not, to get that out of you. It won't go until you tell it to go and replace it with God's thoughts. That's why renewal of the mind or conquest of the mind is so important because the word says, as a man thinketh, so is he. If he thinks evil, if he thinks sickness and disease, that's what he's going to have. If you will, uh, in a person's life, you will attract to yourself what you're thinking. How, uh, some years ago, I, 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 got in, oh, I got in trouble, but... Uh, I, I didn't get in trouble, but you a lot, a lot of times you minister things, and people don't get it, and so you have to think about saying it the right way. You know, I was, I was, I thought I'd say it the right way, but there was a law come out, come out doing the, the book called The Secret, and they were talking about the law of attraction. And so, to some people, that seemed it seemed worldly. And so, what I I I, I, I submit to you. Satan, the devil, did not create anything. Everything about man, the origin of it is with God. So when it, when it malfunctions, the maker is the one that can tell you how to fix it. Come on, somebody. You, you, you know, like uh, there are certain people with their cars, you know, like they, they have a Ford, they, something they break down, they take it back to the Ford dealer. They made it. Y'all made it, fix it. Well, God, the word of God is telling us, hey, y'all, listen, y'all messed up. So y'all need to get in here so I can fix you. You know, in other words, get in the word of God. I can't make you over. I can't make you three and start you over. But I can fix you from where you are right now. That's the commitment. You say, well, you know, well, I said, why aren't you happy? You don't have the joy. Well, I'm, I'm just not like that. No, I can tell you, you've been trained to be like that. If you mean, you've been trained to be mean. 
Trained to be, hey, somebody be trained to be me. Yeah, you be trained to me. The devil has trained you to be me. He fed you thoughts and you meditated on them and that's what they produce. You've been trained to respond to certain things the way you respond to them. Amen. Well, I'm, I'm just gonna be me. No, don't be you. You need to be God. You need to be, be like Jesus. Being you is not gonna be a blessing. The you that you brought into the kingdom of God. Amen. Once you got saved, you gotta get rid of you. What do you mean get rid of me? Be ye transformed. That means God said, I want a new you. I, I don't want a you, I don't want an old you to act better for a minute. I want a totally new you. So, but my point, this is on divine healing. And so what happens, there are people who are, who are going through some challenges with healing. Their minds have to get renewed, amen, to divine health through the word of God. Do you know, say, do you know that sickness and disease literally cannot dwell in the presence of God. Yeah. It's healing in the, the anointing of God. That's healing in the anointing of God as you expose yourself to the anointing of God. I, I would grant you that many people who need divine healing in an area sitting at home, uh, sit at home and watch a lot of secular TV. What kind of TV is that? You know, you got RCA, you got Mitsubishi, and you got secular. No, no, that, that's not why, you know, those brand names, brand names, Mitsubishi, RCA, RCA, RCA not even in anymore. Admiral, Admiral, RCA, haven't seen one in a while, have you? Zenith, how about Zenith? You got your Zenith? Amen. Then you got your secular TV. No, secular TV, this, this is the stuff when you get spirit filled, you begin to stop watching so much secular stuff, like Lifetime. And, you know, there's some other stuff out there that's secular, you know. I mean, you won't go to hell for watching it, but then you won't glorify God in your life if you get inundated with it. Because it's feeding, it's feeding you the thought life, you know, like the stories. You know, preachers used to preach on the stories a lot. Soap operas. And people were watching them. And so, and so many people need deliverance from watching that stuff because it's feeding your thought life. It's training you to react a certain way. But the, but the major part, what we're talking about in this 8 o'clock service, is divine healing, the peace of God. Amen? And so as you meditate on the Word of God and not, not inundate yourself with secular TV, you need a break from it. If you want to get grounded in the Word of God, begin to you know, look at like maybe Christian TV and, and, and meditate on the Word, spend time in the Word, and let this transformation take place in your life. Because you're the one that should know how messed up you are. Uh, your relatives, they'll tell you. You know, you get angry about every little thing. Uh, the, the wrath of man working not the righteousness of God. That means you're getting angry, not going to fix nothing. Uh, people, some people, they're moody and uh, different things. Can I get a witness? Well, where does that come from? It comes from the thought life they have. Well, I'm just like that. My mama and them was like that. My daddy and them was like that. Yeah, okay, good. Why? Why were they like that? Did they go to church? What was the preacher preaching? Were they in the Word of God? And so there are things that may be in your thought life. You can get them out of your thought life, and they shouldn't be in you, your kids, your parents, nobody. You know, people who, who people who fight come. You fight. They come from houses that fight. Where people fight. Where people argue and fight. There are people who grew up in homes that never heard anybody argue. Amen. Yeah, you come from a home where they fussing and fighting all the time. You likely go have one of those. You and your husband. He gonna like. Oh my God. 
Unless he came from one too. But see, it's a, you don't feel so helpless now. You're not helpless. But the scripture says, um, it thinketh no evil. It thinketh no evil. Now go over, go over, you make a note there. And this, this, the love of God is not going to provoke you to think evil. It's going to check you once your mind is renewed to it. You say, well, God, if I'm not going to think evil, what am I going to be thinking? Well, he's going to replace it with, with thinking, you know, the love of God. Turn up to Philippians 4. This was uh, Philippians 4. I mean, I had been saved 13 years. I never knew this verse of script even existed. How many of you would say, well, you know, there's a whole lot of them I, I never knew existed. Can I get a witness? That's you being honest with yourself. You can grow. When you're honest, you say, you know, God, I really don't know what's in this book. Victory starts with honesty. Have an honest mind. You don't know. He that knoweth not and knoweth not that he knoweth not is wise. Teach him. But he that knoweth not and knoweth not that he knoweth not is a fool. Shun him. People who don't know and don't know they don't know. They, they won't be teachable. They don't want to hear nothing. They don't know and don't know that they don't know. But when you know, you know, I, I really don't know. I really don't know what I need to know to be a good Christian. You know. Oh, God waiting on you. Come on, come on. And so there it is. And so this is the challenge with man. But it's not like some person is bad or something. This is in your sin nature. This is a part of your sin nature. It comes like that. It thinks it knows everything. It thinks it knows it more than God. In other words, it has a high estimation of itself above the God. Amen. Humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God, and he will exalt you in due time. When you come, person come to the Lord, you must admit you're a sinner, and you dead in trespasses and sin. And you got to hear that thing clear. And the, and the word reveals how it happened. But let's go to the Philippians already. In Philippians chapter 4 and verse 8. Amen. Say this one. Say thoughts of healing. Okay, that will be a good title for this. Okay, in Philippians 4 verse, verse uh, 6 it says, Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. Let's read that one together. Amen. Uh, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Okay, all right now. All right, that's that sounds like praying, don't it? All right, let let it be known to God. All right, so here it's saying you got you, you should have a prayer life. Things that's going on, give them to the Lord. Give them to God. Amen. Well, doesn't God know everything? Yes. But it's a degree of humility and expectation created in your life when you pray. I, I, I have a teaching I want to do called, uh, amen, what prayer does. What prayer does. When you pray, uh, there, it's a list of some 15 things that take place when you pray. I, I, I can't cover it now, but I'm going to teach it. We did it. We got it on CD, on, on tape and stuff. But what prayer does. What really happens when you pray? And so the scripture says, uh, but in everything... By prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known, un, uh, be made known unto God. And the peace of God, read that with me, and the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Oh, how about that? How about that for a return on your prayer? The peace of God? 
Amen. Shall keep your hearts and minds. And then it says, finally, finally uh, brethren, you said we're brethren, that means this is written to save people. This is written to people who are already born again. Because when we get born again, uh, God's not cleaning up the devil's kids. Okay, don't deceive yourself. God is not fixing the world and the world's people. He ain't working on them. He's working on us. The world has a destiny. It's on course with destiny. It's been, pro- it's been prophesied. The world is going to do certain things and certain things are going to happen. And when you say that, when we say the world, it's the thoughts, attitudes, styles, attractions that the world has is going to constantly manifest and the world is going to a point. When you look at, when we look at Armageddon, the war to end all wars and how these countries keep going at it with each other, why is that? It's because of what's in the hearts of these rulers and leaders. They are worldly. So God has said, you are in the world, but not of the world. So what occurs is, you're not to be in the world thinking like the world, because you don't belong to the world. This is not your home. Anyway, the Word of God, it it talks about, you know, lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. The things of God, the things of the world. So you distance yourself and get rooted in the Word of God. So you have everything in perspective. Everything in perspective. What what is that verse? It says, um, be anxious for nothing. How many of you ever caught yourself going through a day and realized you were anxious? You were in anxiety. And, And some people, they have what's called anxiety fits. You know, it's so many things that they want to happen. And they're, well, I just, I just sure hope it happens. Why don't you just chill? Amen. You give it to God? Well, get on with your life. The word said, be anxious for nothing. Well, I sure hope he called me. I hope she called me. Well, you, you prayed and you asked, well, just go on about your life. Let, let the Lord handle you. Stop trying to manage the world. Amen. Praise God. I'm preaching to myself. Yeah. Trust God. God got it. If you give it to him. He said, with prayer and supplication, let your request be made known unto God. Why should I be even thinking about it even more if I'm giving it to the Lord? Yeah, you give it to God. Well, what is this This is about? Saints, listen, the devil wants you to worry. He'll give you stuff to worry about. You know, wor- what worry, it, in other words, worry is, is a form of anxiety. And it's like you believe in lies. But it's taking place on the inside of you. You say, oh, it's just inside. I just thought, no. It's doing something inside to your chemical makeup and to your physical body. It's doing something to it. That's why when you think the thoughts of God and you meditate on the word of God, you got God's power operating inside of you. But God said, don't stop there. Speak it out of your mouth. Speak it into your environment. Let the dog, the cat, the kids, and the chickens, and everybody be affected by it. Let the joy of the Lord be in there. You know, you shouldn't even live in a house where people argue and uh, where they argue and bitterness. Said you, sh- you should. You pray like I'm not living in this. No, you. I, I don't. I won't have no environment where people are mad and fighting and fussing. Uh. Uh-uh. 
I wouldn't, I wouldn't live there. Would you leave? No, I'm buying it. Somebody, somebody who else bring it, they're going to have to go. The, I'm, I'm buying the devil. I'm not living. I'm going to have the peace of God. You have to, you have to know it that way because you have a right and you have the authority not to have the devil running your atmosphere. If you don't, he'll do it. He'll send people there. He'll have people that live there bringing foolishness and junk in your front door all the time and keep stuff going on. You got to know what you're looking at. I'm helping somebody this morning. The devil, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I live here. Listen, I ain't having none of that. All that raising your voice and all this here and pouting and all this. Listen, we're going to be, we're going to be mature in here. You know, amen. You better write some scriptures on your wall and stuff and put them in there. Right, man. We ain't having all that stupid stuff. The devil been defeated. Live your life in your, in your car. In your house, like the devil lost. He lost, you want Jesus won, and you have, but let me get to this verse of scripture. So, amen. Uh, glory to God. See, this has, to, what does this have to do with healing? It has a lot to do with divine healing. These diseases come about. The, uh, a matter of fact, uh, uh, when Jesus said about the woman, you know, this woman who Satan has bound, that when the, the devil binds you, he's gonna do it in your thought life first. He's gonna bring thoughts to you. He said, that ain't in the word of God. Well, don't think it. Cast it out in the name of Jesus. You ever woke up in the middle of the night and couldn't sleep and you had some thoughts going on? You kind of got a witness. Those out there in Facebook. I know you have. What did you do? When you do, you get up, you pray, and you get in the word of God. And know the devil is, is trying to inundate your life with thoughts. He's going to have you the word. Well, what you know tomorrow is going to happen tomorrow. Ain't nothing happen tonight. Well, what happened tomorrow? You, you might as well get up and. No, I'm going back to sleep. I'm going to get in this word. I'm praying. I'm going back to sleep. God gives his beloved sleep. So you've got to know the warfare that you're in. The devil, the devil wants your mind. He wants your thought life first. He got your thought life. He got you. And the part of you that has the greatest amount of components to it that's been affected by the world and the devil is your thought life. That's where the work comes. That's why when, when you, I said, well, you know, listening about an hour or two of teaching tapes a day, give the word a shot at your life. Get, let that power go in there. Before the world, before the world with its 15 million stations and internet send you the bunch of foolishness. Especially if you don't know which one to get on. My God. Now, listen, don't be afraid of information and not knowledge, even negative, but you gotta, you gotta position yourself, ground yourself first in the Word of God. So you know what you're looking at. Come on, somebody. Amen. You, you know, uh, the thing they said about Jesus when he was, the Bible says, Jesus, they, they accused him, say, he, he carries on with publicans and sinners. Jesus went where the sinners were. Yeah, he went with it. He sat right with them and listened to them. He listened to their criticism. They just, it's like being in the barbershop. You got to tell the guys in the barbershop, don't be cussing, you know. And, uh, but even when they ain't cussing, they, they thought they feel free, uh, you know, uh, uh, one of the nicknames, the barbershop, this kind of culture, they call it the, uh, the black man's country club. I go and leave that alone. So you get in there, you get to talking about stuff. You know, stuff, people, you know, all kind of stuff, politics, everything. And you have to keep you cool and don't get in an argument. If you're argumentative, you might need to let your wife cut your hair. Cause, uh, you were in a problem, amen. 
and there's, there's some intelligent guys, some, there's all kind of diversity, you know, in these barbershops. I don't know if the hairdressing places is like that too, you know. And then you notice some person get to talk, everybody else just get quiet, right? My hair done and gone home. You know, but anyway, say my thought life. All right, I'm, 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 I'm about out of time. So it says, um, finally, my, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever, read this with me together, we'll wrap it up. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report, if there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, think on these things. Do what to them? Think on them. Now, you'd be amazed at how much work you're going to have to do to eliminate the stuff in your thought life that does not line up with this. Now, I'm going to close on this here. This is a memory, memory for us. Um, remember when the woman with the issue of blood approached Jesus? You know, when she touched the hem of his garment, glory be to God. The scripture said he felt virtue go out from him. See, she was in faith. She said, if I can but touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. Jesus said, who touched me? And then the scripture described that he felt virtue go out from something left of Jesus that went into her. It's, a, it's spiritual. It's virtue. And the scripture says, uh, if there be any praise, if there be any virtue, think on these things. You see where it's taking you? I say, you see, you see where, you take, where it's taking you? You shouldn't spend time talking to people that when you get through, you mad or you, dis, you depressed or discouraged. You need to cut them off for a minute and build yourself up. That means you're not strong. Are you with me? You, you become somebody's outlet for foolishness, negative negativity, doubt, and negative confession. And they'll call you and give it to you. You can't take every call. I better go on. You got to have some discipline. See, this is your mind we're talking about. Your heart mind. You got to get it under control and establish it. You must establish it where it can believe for healing, walk in divine healing, because it's your life. This is your life we're talking about. Enjoy your life. You know why you, you can be happy all the time? Oh yeah. Why can you be happy all the time? Based on what you're thinking about. Amen. You ever been sitting in church and thought about, you know, a great dinner you had already cooked? And it was at home waiting for you? It just brings a smile to your face, doesn't it? You're like, wow, the message even sounds better. What a word, Pastor. And all along you think about neck bones and some collard greens and stuff, amen. So that's double. You got the next one. I'm getting this good word. And then when I get through this good word, I'm going to fellowship. Then I'm going to be home with them neck bones and them collard greens. That's a win-win situation. I probably called out something somebody could. But say by the grace of God, you in control of that. Well, why would you live depressed, oppressed, sick when you have control? Your power, you're the man and woman of God. You have the power of God. Amen. Think about it. I want you to spend time uh, this week thinking about your plans for the next three to five years and write them down. 
Nobody else going to come along and do it for you. And I want you to put in there all the stuff you'd like to do. Put in there where you want to go. Never mind what it costs or whether you got to be off or not. Put it in there. Give your faith something to work with. Amen. Put in there what books of the Bible you want to read and understand better. Put in there your, 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 your exercise goals. Put in there, you know, amen, a relationship goals, some people you want to get along better with. So start praying for them. That kind of thing. Are you going to do it? See, your thought life. But now, what I mean is you got to write, that, write this down and then you do it. It's, it's not hard to do because it's your life. You know what's going on. But let church say amen. I got to stop. I'm out of time. Amen. Glory to God. Give the Lord a praise if you're right where you are. Hello, this is Pastor Thomas. That's all the time we have for today's message. I'd like to personally invite you to come out to one of our services. We meet Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and Wednesday evenings at 6 p.m. We're in our new location at 159 Clark Road, right off of North Main Street, just past the Hexer Drive overpass. Thanks for listening, and join us again next week. Thank you for joining us for The Air Church, the live worship service from The Air Church, 159 Clark Road, on Jacksonville's north side, just north of the Trout River Bridge. Join us again next Sunday morning at our new location in the sanctuary at 10 a.m. or join us at 6 p.m. next Sunday for the worship service of the Air Church here on Praise 107.9. For more information, go to www.theairchurch.org. That's the H-E-I-R-Church.org.